Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the After the Buzzer podcast. My name is Aditya, and his name is Rashid, and this is Neil. And we're going to be talking about the cha- our Champions League final predictions, our end of season review, and transfers. We also have a guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, um, my name is Samit. Uh, the folks back home, they, uh, they call me Samit as well. They also call me like this weird thing. Uh, I don't really understand because I don't speak their language. Dunger. I don't really know what that means. They also call me like this, this word called Fudu. <laughs> they also call me this word called like Fudu. I don't really understand, but uh, my parents call me that a lot. So, you know, if, if you just want to call me that during the meet, I'm cool with that. Uh, sounds good. Sounds good. So, okay, uh, let's just start off with our predictions and analysis for the Champions League final between Chelsea and Man City. Chelsea right. 7, right, so... Man City 0, bro. I hold up, hold up. turns. Neil, yeah. you go first, Neil. You say what you think. Okay, okay, okay. So let's just start off with our analysis for both teams. So I don't know about you guys, but I think that Man City will definitely be winning the game. All right, now listen. Shut listen. up. The reason, Get out of here. Listen, listen. Get out listen. of here. So the reason for this is that they have a really strong defense, and with that, they can probably Jamal shut defense. down Chelsea's offense. As you guys know, defense <laughs> is better than offense. Yeah, yeah, so, 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 so me, bro, so before you, before you start just talking r- rubbish, right, let's yeah, let Addy yeah. talk, and let's see what Addy says on this prediction. All right, all right, I'm just, I'm, I'm I don't know, man, I, I, I think his take is shambolic, I think it's offensive, and, um, or whatever, no, keep on speaking, bro, keep on speaking. I, you know, I'm gonna say what I believe of my team real quick, and then Samit, you can say where your heart denies. So, like, recently, Chelsea haven't entirely convinced me that they're capable of beating this Man City team right now. I know they beat him in the Prem in a last-minute goal, and they beat him in the FA Cup 1-0. Except with their past few performances, it just doesn't – they're not really – Tuchel's not proving to me that he has the tactics to win a final like that. Except, to be fair to Tuchel, he's, he's, he's done so well for us. I think he came in when we were, like, seventh or, like, sixth or something, and he's brought up – Brought us all the way up to fourth, which is good. And we've also seen before that Chelsea are also capable of beating big teams, like how we beat Real Madrid in the Champions League before in the in the semis. So, yo, to me, I I heard you say that whatever you know Neil said was like completely BS. So, like, I honestly think that you're wrong. But like, okay, and what's your what's your opinion? All right, man, you gotta look at it. Relatively, all right. Everyone, everyone's talking about you know Man City this, Man City that, Man City won the league, Man City won that. Relatively, who's the best team in the Prem right now? Who 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 went from sixth to fourth? Chelsea, all right. Who who got into the finals? Even though everyone expected them to fucking lose to Porto, all right. Who? Us, yeah. I would try no, to but like seriously, swearing, seriously. allow the swearing. Try to calm down about the swearing. All right, my, my fault, my fault, my fault, my fault, my fault. I'm just getting a little energetic. Okay, yeah. I'm getting a little passionate. Okay. Yeah. Who who who, who thought that Chelsea? Who thought they were gonna make the finals? Nobody. Pulisic scores the goals. Pulisic is the man I trust, bro. Pulisic can have my kids, bro. I I love that man. He beautiful. Little handsome, uh, sensual. So at at times, um, I, I I believe that he brings in the goals. Okay, you got Mandy in between the sticks. All right, Tiago Silva, bro. I'm not talking about the Dave song, bro. I'm talking about Tiago Silva. Wild. 
crazy. Tuchel is the man I believe in. And that's why I'm saying Chelsea 7, Man City 0, bro. Because Man City is utterly shambolic. Wow. Utterly shambolic, bro. How many times have they choked in the Champions League? Tell me. Y'all really think Pep? Pep can't do it. Pep can't do it if Messi's there. Unless Messi is there, Pep can't do it. Pep got to have a whole system behind him, bro. That That's not Man City. You got Ruben Diaz. Ruben Diaz. Get out of here. Ruben Diaz. Who the hell is Ruben Diaz? Y'all, were y'all watching him when he was playing for Benfica? Nah, I, I want one of you to answer. Any of you. I don't care. Were you watching him when he was playing for Benfica? Nah. Who, who, who watched him when he was in Benfica? Why, why were you Nothing? watching That's what I expected. That's what I expected. I believe. It's, it's cold-heartedly. Timo yeah, Werner cool. will score a hat-trick. Timo Werner. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. So Seriously. Timo Werner will he score a hat-trick here, and win. He's an he's a, he's a old guy. He's not even that That's here. my take. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. You said, some, well, um, you said some very interesting things. Okay, Neil, well, what, what do you think right now? Damn, okay. Well, that's crazy. But, you know, moving along. So, both teams, right? How do you think their conditions are, like, as of now? Because... I've heard that most of the players are extremely healthy and same goes for um, Chelsea. So is that going to affect the outcome in any way? Like, what do you guys picks on that? Okay, so from what I know, when I was watching, a few, like, not when I was watching, sorry, I heard news before that N'Golo Kante sustained a little bit of an injury in training, I believe it was. And I'm not my bet. It wasn't. It was against Leicester City in the penultimate game of the season. And I start to get a little paranoid because even with what Sumit said, with our performance against Real Madrid, Kante was pivot. He was a, played a very important role in that game. He shut down three of the best midfielders in the world, Casemiro, Cruz, Modric, and he is a very important asset to us. So I think he's going to have a big game. He has to have a big game in the final. He's going to be running through, getting balls in the midfield, intercepting. He's going to be finding some good passes. He has good dribbling. He's, he's, he's built like a tank. He just, he just needs to perform good. But if we, if we look at City as well, last time we, we looked at City versus PSG, De Bruyne was ruled out to be injured. And then after he came back in the second leg and De Bruyne basically turned the game around for City. He just he played a very important role for them as well, and I think it looks as if both teams have no injuries, so it's they're going to play their full strength teams, full strength eleven out for both games. So, so to me, bro, like, what do you think of both the teams' injuries and all? You guys hear me before? Because I, I started lagging out at the end. I didn't really hear everyone. Can you hear me right now? Yeah, we can hear you right now. It's a little bit quiet. Okay. Did you hear my takes before? No. <laughs> no, no, no. We heard him like before when Neil was saying his opinion. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, 7 0, 7 0. Diaz yeah, is okay. We, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, no, we heard all that. Um, so, in that case, just pick up from wherever. Oh, shit. My alarm went off. My fault, boy. <laughs> shit. Sounds like a bomb, not an alarm. I'm sorry, man. I got a ghetto setup. I got a ghetto setup. But the injuries. The injuries, the injuries, man. N'Golo Conte, I feel, is the best player at Chelsea right now. And I feel like that is undisputable. Uh, N'Golo Conte is the reason Leicester won the champ- – uh, not the Champions League, sorry. They, they won the Prem that season. 
And N'Golo Conte is the heart of the team. And obviously, if this injury is severe, it is going to be a setback for the Chelsea team. But I do not believe it's as severe as we're making it out. I feel it's a minor injury. And I feel as if N'Golo Conte is one of those players who will not let an injury set him back from winning a Champions League, the biggest prize in soccer history. I mean, this is similar to a World Cup. I mean, if, if you guys had a chance of winning the Champions League, I mean, would, it, would a little like ankle sprain get you out of the get you out of the game? I mean, for me, for sure, it's yeah. Answers, no, no, nah, but I have something to say though. In the last time the two English teams faced in a UCL final, I believe it was 2018, 2019, it was Tottenham, who was also a, who was also an underdog team, and Liverpool, who who obviously they beat Barca four 0 after losing three 0 Harry Kane was injured before. That's why in the the semis they had to play Lucas Mora. Tottenham had to play Lucas Mora. Lucas Moore came up big for them. That's good. Brought him to the final. Instead of continuing to play Lucas Moore because he had that, he he had that like good morale and whatever from the previous game. They benched him. They put Harry Kane on. Kane wasn't the same because he was injured. He had a sprained ankle, I think, or some kind of injury. And he just he wasn't in the game at all. And it was just a really dull game to watch. And of course, Tottenham lost that final, you know, which is which was very good for us. That is an interesting take, but we also have to take in account that 2018 Champions League was quite, uh, quite honestly, one of the most wild Champions Leagues of all time. You know, you had Ajax in the semifinals, you had Barcelona being coached by what's that dude's name, Enrique, whoever the hell. Uh, was, uh, in 2018, was I think it was Valverde, Valverde, 1890. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry for the profanity. I'm sorry for my français. Okay. But that dude was an idiot, okay? And there's quite okay. Do you guys want to? Do you guys want me to explain why Barcelona is a terrible, terrible franchise and why? Go on, sure, go yeah. on, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. 2018. Why the hell was Busquets? Why the hell was Rakitic? Why the hell was Suarez playing in a in a in a game in which they needed defense? in which they needed to hold the ball. Why the hell was Arthur not playing? I think it also Arthur comes down literally to the designed ball. to hold the ball. He's a glue. He's yeah, a glue. He, is. He, he has the ball glued to his feet. Right. And it's, 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 they have a shambolic manager, right? And good good job. They they sacked him. But who did they get instead? Komen? Komen got no, relegated. No, they got P.K. They got okay, Setien. And then Kike Setien, he got the 8-2. Who is that? Exactly. It was Betis' old manager. Real Betis. That, yeah, like, seriously, Barcelona is in tremendous debt. They spent, what, like 160 on Coutinho? Am I getting this wrong? I mean, they spent Gee. a ton of, ton of, ton of money on terrible players. And I, to be honest, bro, Barcelona is what Arsenal is right now. Serious take. Serious take. Ah, uh, see, Serious like what? What I think is that okay. I know all people like to clown Chelsea fans, Man City fans for being oil clubs. But if you look at it, they like football nowadays, soccer nowadays. All spend. It's all not not spend. It's all based around money. It's a business. Owning a soccer team, owning a football team is a business. 100%. That's why there were, like, a few, three weeks ago, I believe, there was all this talks of a European Super League because all teams would get 200-plus million just for joining in. It's all about money. Barca, 
did they spend their money well? Like, as you said, Sumi, they put 160 on Coutinho. How he's been a flop, he's been a flop. On Griezmann, they put 120, he's been a flop. Dembele, they put 100 mil, he's been a flop. What about Chelsea and City? City put 50 mil on Stones, he's been decent. 50 mil on Diaz, one of the best defenders this year. They put 60 on De Bruyne, people said he flopped. He's one of the best midfielders, if not the best in the world. Look, like, look at Chelsea. They they sold Hazard and they used that money to buy. Maybe Timo Werner, Kai Havis haven't been as good as you'd want them to be. But we saw some games we've seen their quality, especially Havertz in that second game in Real Madrid. Should have got a goal, but unlucky not to get one. Even Edward Mendy. I definitely want to speak. I definitely well. want to speak on that topic because what I've noticed on a lot of these teams is that they they spend a lot of money without knowing what they want to do. All right. Greece, exactly. When he was playing at Atletico, he was playing striker. He goes, comes to Barcelona and they're playing him on the wing. Yep. What what is, what, is, what is the point in doing this, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, why are they playing Griezmann on the wing? Seriously, this is a genuine question. They sell Suarez and they're still playing him on the wing. It's a, it's it's a, it's a stupid, it's a stupid analysis. It's a stupid way of buying people because Timo Werner, and this is something a lot of people do not understand about soccer, is that there are different positions. All right, and a lot of people just look at it at. As it, like if you're a striker, if you're a cam, if you're a center midfielder, right? A lot of people don't look at it if you're like a box-to-box midfielder, right? A lot of people don't want to know if you're an inverted winger, things like that, right? Yeah. Timo Werner quite literally was a second striker, and he plays behind a target man, a main striker, right? At Leipzig, he was playing behind uh, Patrick Schick. I think that's how you say his name, right? Um, he is yeah. not designed to be a target man, right? The same way Lionel Messi is not designed to play like Peter Crouch, all right? And this might be a wild take for uh, for a lot of people, but Timo Werner is playing out of position, okay? He's not meant to be a target man, this number one out and out, number 10, wild, Pele. He's not meant to be that, okay? He's meant to be the man behind, the man who gets the goals, because I expected Tammy Abraham and Timo Werner to be that strike force and as we've seen Tammy Abraham has not been playing a lot and I feel like that is genuinely a mistake but I feel like what am I trying to say what am I trying to say I feel as if that those two should play together right Kai Havertz Hakim Ziyech I feel like those two have been playing all right but I mean this, this is a problem we see throughout soccer I feel like in soccer right now especially like it's not about money it's about like team chemistry and as you said positions right like you can have a player who's like really expensive on a team that he just doesn't fit well with, right? Or like his position's not like, he's not a box-to-box defender or he's like, he's not any of those, as you said, right? He's just there. Like he's not going to, if he's not going to fit in, yeah. that money's not well spent, right? It's just wasted on a player that you, you guys didn't need. You, you might've needed a defender, but what type did you need, right? For the team? I think that's where it really matters in soccer right now. So 100%, man. And that's why Man City is so fantastic because they know what they want. They know what exactly. they want and they... It, what they do, which is what a lot of teams don't do, is that they they plan for the future, right? Yep. Right? Because I mean, it's true. Ferran Torres, right? Why are they buying him? Because he's going to be there for the future. And if he doesn't work out, what are they going to do? They're going to sell him while they still have that wing intact, right? They, they set up their options so that they know that when the replacement is needed, they have it. That is true. Even with Chelsea as well, like 
if you look at Chelsea and to me, like with what you said about Tang Abraham, I believe I want him to play more games because the last year he got like 15 plus goals. He was, he was, it was insane last year. He's a Premier League proven striker. But the bad thing, the bad, the one thing I don't like Lampard, what, what he did, he bought too many players. Okay, I know 200 mil, that's a lot, that's a lot of money, right? 200 plus million. That means you have to have some mm. proper replacements. But he bought ZH halfway through last year. He got Havertz, which is another cam. We had Mount coming up from the academy. We have Billy Gilmore as a holding midfielder coming up from the academy as well. A lot of a lot of other young players coming from the academy. Like um, Armando Borgia is a striker right now on loan. And we got Werner, another striker. Giroud, I feel like Giroud should also get more playing time because we've also seen in some games, especially that bicycle kick goal versus Atletico Madrid in the first game, we can see that he's still, even at the ripe old age of like, what, 34, I believe, 35, he's still a quality striker. Uh, yo, so let's let's move on now back to the UCL, UCL finals, right? So like right now, honestly, I think Chelsea are playing quite defensive right now, and with their fullbacks and midfield field playing a, a really important role moving the ball around the pitch, right? But like Chelsea's attack have been very underwhelming this season for sure. Like you know, Timo um, Werner and Havertz are entirely not proving you know that they're worth the amount of money that Chelsea play. As you said before, Sumi, like even though you think Werner is a good player, I don't think they're worth the money to be honest. That's cap. That is cap. That is 100% cap because he's proven it at Leipzig. I I think a lot of people, I think what a lot of people are forgetting is how good Timo Werner was for Leipzig. Leipzig is a proven team, proven Bundesliga team. All right. And they they proved themselves in, was it the Champions League that they were in? Can someone verify that for me? It was the Champions League and Werner was proving himself. Schick was proving himself. Leipzig, that was a very, that was a very nice looking team. And I feel like Werner is worth the money the same way Griezmann is worth the money that he's offered. The same way at the time Coutinho was worth the money he was offered. I feel the problem now is that when you buy a ton of players and then sack your manager a a thousand times and you recycle this process, right? Eventually, you're going to have players who are not going to fit the system. And right now, I do not believe that Werner fits the system. And I, I, I seriously question what Chelsea has in their their scouting department and how well prepared they were for this transfer. That is my question. My question does not have to do anything with Werner's talent, but just Chelsea in their mindset. No, honestly, I I, I feel like you know, Neil, do you have anything to say on Werner, man? Like, honestly, what do you think about Werner? I, I, okay, I, so, I, honestly, I have not seen Werner score in a big match until he scored that tap-in against Martin. Also, um, you know, Chelsea's top scorer had actually been, you know, up and on throughout the seasons, and he only has seven goals and took all seven goals from the penalty spot. So yeah, I don't know to be honest. Yeah, if you if you look at it at that point of view, then compare like a striker is supposed to be the person that wants to get you goals, and the fact that our midfielder Jorginho has scored is the highest goal scorer in the club and has scored seven penalties out of like the eight, eight or nine he's taken, it's it's kind of, it's very underwhelming. If you look at like- You have to Werner look at it relatively. How, how he was- uh, Well, you have to look at it at relatively. It's not that we're not scoring goals. It's that our goals are distributed throughout the team. All right? If we're just talking about a pure midfielder scoring the goals, I mean, Frank Lampard is our 
highest goal scorer. He plays in midfield, right? Yeah. All he of us can understand that, midfield. right? What What is happening is that we have a lot of options in which we can score. And that's not, it's, that's not like affecting the team. Better yet, we have so many options on our team to score the goals. We have so many places in which we can score the goal. We have so many talented players. And I feel like that's another reason why we definitely, definitely just just have a chance at destroying Man City in the Champions League. Not only do we have momentum, not only do we have the players, all right? But I feel as if Tuchel knows what he is doing. Tuchel in which we trust, okay? Chelsea has proven time and time again that they are able to do it on the big stage, all right? Do not ask John Terry if he is able to do it on the big stage. He might slip. Um, but Chelsea as a club knows what we are doing. We know what we are doing. And, you know, if, you're, if you were to ask me, we got this in the bag. Straight up. See, but I think what, what's also going to play, like, in the factor of the game that's going to happen is the recent FA Cup final that we played in. We lost 1-0 to a decent Leicester team. I'd say that they've been, they've been performing very good this season. But the fact that they bottled top four on the last day of the season, it's a little funny. Like, second time, I think, the second straight year they bottled top four. But if you look at it, we probably should not have lost to Leicester City. And when I was watching the game, I saw one man who, who missed so many chances and who didn't properly use the ball when he got it. It was Timo Werner. That game made me lose a lot of my respect for Timo Werner. I was trusting in him before. I was, I was being very patient with him. But every time he got the ball, he just wanted to shoot. I know strikers are supposed to be greedy for goals, which is good. Like, Sumi, what you said, we have too many attackers. That's good for scoring goals. But if you look at some other teams with as many attackers, they're doing way better. Look at Manchester City. They have Sterling up top. They, they played Sterling as a striker. It was a false nine before. They, they played De Bruyne as a striker in the PSG game in a 4-4-2. They're playing, they, they played Foden up for a bit after in the PSG game. They just have, they have a lot what of options. What is it that we are expecting from Werner? I mean, the entire season, we're telling, like, uh, this is something I've noticed from a lot of Liverpool fans, right? And a lot, not like the real Liverpool fans, right? They're always saying something like, Firmino's not scoring goals. Firmino's not scoring goals. Well, of course he's not scoring goals. There's Mane and Salah on both sides, right? Those are the scoring options. Firmino's the false nine, right? In a way, Werner's similar to a, a Firmino, except he does not yeah, have that money and Salah connection. He does not have the backing. Right? What, 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 what we are discussing, what we are discussing right now is that Werner usually is not the target man, right? Werner usually is not the target man, right? But the, in, throughout the entire season, throughout the entire whatever, we've all been calling him a flop because he's not been playing like a target man. And as soon as we expect him to play like a target man, as soon as we get him in those positions, we expect him to shoot, 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 like he did in that Leicester game. What happened? You lost. That's not about being a target man, though. That That's just about being point, in, but... an in-and-out striker. Not everything in this club needs to be about a target man, a target man, a target man. We had Didi Adraba. He was a target man. He was a good target man under Jose. That's what we expect. That's what we're expecting of Werner. Drogba but that's what we expect. Drogba we expect a, a target man. We expect a Diego Costa. Why would we, why would we get Werner? I remember in Werner's first few interviews, I, he started complaining about like, defenders in the league were too physical. He's not, compared to, compared to Tammy and compared to Giroud, he's just not, he's not a target man. 
He was bought to be a pacier guy, a guy to get in behind, to slot at home. But most of his goals this season, he scored around 25 100%. goals and 13, 14 have just been offside. I don't know what that guy's problem is with being offside, but he just loves to be offside. He, oh, he's just on the other side of the pitch the whole time. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. But I feel like that's just because he's not playing the position he's meant to be playing. And I feel like this is something that both of us agree on. He's not playing the position he's meant to be playing. He's a second striker. He should be playing behind a Tammy Abraham, behind a Giroud, right? But unfortunately, the managers we have, unfortunately, the smart folks up top do not see this. Yeah, uh, yeah so, so what are you guys' predictions now? You guys want to talk about that or no? Yeah, okay, Rishi, you start up with your prediction first. Uh, yeah, yeah, so so my prediction is that Chelsea will win 2-1 over Man City is because they, they have been really hot this season. Like, as you guys saw, they've been, like, underdogs. They beat, uh, after signing Tuchel as their new manager and, you know, defeated many teams, like, last game, I wasn't expecting them to, like, defeat Real Madrid, but, like, look at this. Here we are, right? UCL finals. So, like, yeah. Yo, Neil, what do you think, man? Ooh, I honestly don't know too much in depth about this game. So I'm gonna go with Man City to win their first ever Champion League. So three to one, just cause they got a strong team connection going on right now. I mean, I mean, a lot of people could think differently, but what about you, Addy? What are your personal takes on um on the finals? Oh, it's gonna be a very stressful game for me. Like it, it's gonna be a very, I think, one of the most important games ever history. Like when we won the title in 2012, we were the underdogs against Bayern in Bayern Stadium. We, we somehow went all the way to penalties after what Muller scored a header in the 82nd minute. We scored two minutes to go. Drogba, Mr. Cup final, scored. Went into overtime. Extra time, my bad. Ten minutes before time, Drogba fouls, and then Robin has a pen. Robin misses the pen. We go to pen, pen shootouts, and we win it. It was honest. That was a crazy final. But this final, I think it's going to be a bit more defensive. Because we have two very we have two very good teams defensively, but uh, I I would say though I've never I never would have expected Chelsea to be in a Champions League final after Lampard sacking back at winter after we after what we lost to Arsenal that we went on like a little bit of a, a losing streak that I I was just really I was really paranoid almost I thought we were gonna get battered by Atletico because even they were doing really good in their La Liga. And they actually won La Liga a few days ago. But I believe that Chelsea might be able, might be able to pull it out the bag. But a part of me also says that City comfortably going to win 2-0. So I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm honestly on the fence between a 1-0 or a 2-0 Chelsea win and a 2-0 win for Man City. I'm on the fence. What about you, Samish? All right. Now... There's a lot of things I agree with everyone here with. One thing I failed to discuss is how fantastic that Manchester City team is. Might be one of the greatest teams of all time, period. The amount of talent they had on that side, bro. Foden, that guy is crazy. John Stones, pretty well. Kyle Walker, very reliable fullback. Ruben Diaz has been playing really well. I know I've been dissing him, but... Some of that was sarcastic. Uh, Bernardo Silva, Kevin De Bruyne, Riyad Mahrez, just fantastic players throughout the board. But the one thing that they do not have is the backing of literally everyone in the world. 
I just I have one question for you guys. When you guys were watching Rocky, and he was fighting Ivan Drago, who are you guys voting for? Rocky, because everyone in the world votes for the underdog. Chelsea has the momentum. Chelsea has no, yo, you you can't you can't call someone an underdog, and that's why I'm saying Chelsea will scrap out a one nil victory, maybe even a two nil victory against Man City. I expect Man, to you, you went from 7-0 Chelsea to, to 1-2-0 Chelsea. <laughs> what? Yeah, yo, this man's on, like, different... Yo, you got to make up your mind, fam. Like, you can't just jump from, like, 7-0 to, like, 2-1, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I know it was sarcastic, but, like, still, you got to, like, choose. You can't just switch sides all the time. Now, to be fair, I'm also switching sides as well because I genuinely don't know. Because, like, a part of me wants Aguero to win a Champions League. Like how Drogba, with his last kick in his Chelsea career until he joined back, he won won us the Champions League in 2012. Part of me wants that to happen with City, but of course, I kind of don't really want that to happen with City because I'm a Chelsea fan. But other than that, I think that's it for our predictions. Rashid, yeah. do you have anything to say? No, no, no. I feel like let's just move on to like, uh, you know, transfer talks and like stuff like that. No. So like, I- I've been seeing all the news and stuff. Like, it's going to be Aguero's final match for Man City. So like, what do you guys think about that? Okay, Barca, well, right? personally, I-, I would say like he's a legend. And what an end to his Man City career if he wins Australian Champions League. He also links to a transfer to Barcelona as well. And honestly, while we're on that topic, let's talk about transfers. What transfers do you think would be the largest this summer? I'm hearing rumors of uh, Varane leaving, which, uh, I mean, oh. if he was smart, he wouldn't. But that well, might where do you think so? Well, United, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I've been hearing. Yeah. Rashid, but what I about mean, you? What what about you? Yo, wait, wait, wait. Before we mention this, before we mention the Varane talk, bro, what we really need to mention is Harry Kane. Harry Kane. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to yeah. get to that. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. All right. All hey, right, Rashid, right. what do you think? What do you think right now? Right now, uh, I think Cristiano Ronaldo might leave Juventus this season if they don't make it to the Champions League. And, like, you know, the favorites, once again, would be, like, a Real Madrid or Man U to, like, sign, sign him. But, like, um, other than that, I, I haven't heard of anything else news recently yeah adding on to what sumit said before harry kane and his future will be it'll be very a very a very big point in his career to choose what team he's going to play for i think harry kane's going to be one of the biggest trends for this season I th- i'm pretty sure sumit correct me if i'm wrong he's linked to city united and chelsea i Dude, believe everybody yeah at this point he is now that's what happens to all players he could even go to a team like PSG or Real Madrid because I remember before on 2018, but like around the, the World Cup, he was linked to a shock move to Real Madrid when Ronaldo was still there. And PSG, well, because PSG have the money. And if Kane really wants trophies, because I think that's the main point to why he wants to leave Tottenham, trophies. He's like in his prime, 27-20 in his prime. He has a boatload of goals for, for Tottenham and in the Premier League as well. He has a decent amount of goals. But he just doesn't have the trophies. I don't think he's won a proper major trophy yet in his career. So I think if he wants to win trophies like Argentina, he should go. Just he should just go straight to PSG and he can win a few ligands there or whatever, and then he can 
he can go to some other teams. But I, I believe if he wants to stay in the league and try to break Shira's goal record, he should probably go to Manchester City. Okay, what do you think, Neil? Um, so one of the biggest transfers, in my opinion, uh, would probably be Sancho. So probably going back to England, he left Man City's academy, and now he's wanting to go back to play with his fellow countrymen in the in the prem. BVB have also told him that they're willing to let him play if they receive a good bid for him. In my opinion, the favorite to sign Jaden will be Manchester United because the team that they're building now is very scary and it will most definitely change the uh, the prem for next season. Okay, Sumit, what do you think? What do you think about the biggest transfer? You know what, man? In Harry Kane's position, yep. he can go anywhere in the world he wants. The question is, is anyone able to afford him? That's true. That's true. Especially question, with the financial Think about it. Cristiano Ronaldo would have been long gone from Juventus. Yeah, but think about it. Ronaldo would have been far gone from Juventus, but no one is able to afford Ronaldo's wages, his transfer record. I mean, no one would be able to afford that. And that's the question we need to ask for Harry Kane. The two the two most economically viable options for Harry Kane to go to is either a Manchester City or a PSG. And I feel like both those moves are very, (laughs) both those moves are very, um, the thing about Man City is how does, how does Harry Kane fit in, in a Manchester City squad? How does he fit in, in a Pep squad? Because we've seen how Zlatan fit in at United performed with Pep and, uh, he left literally as soon as possible to AC Milan. Uh, it, the question is, can Harry Kane fit in a Man City squad? Because if he can, Jesus Christ, imagine Kevin De Bruyne and Harry Kane. Imagine how I, I'm shitting my pants right now thinking of that. All right. But I feel like the most realistic option is him to reunite with Pochettino, him to go to PSG, him to get a couple League Ones, League uh, Panama Francais, um, and uh, possibly win a Champions League because looking at that squad, man, Mbappe, Harry Kane, Neymar, just that front three, that attack alone is just crazy. And I feel like Harry Kane has a lot of options here. Simple as that. Okay, Rishi, what do you think about this? What do you think is going to be the main talking point about this summer's transfer window like how uh you know Sumit said I feel like the the financial fair play rules are gonna like affect everything and like yeah as Sumit said like Harry Kane's gonna be worth a lot so honestly what team can really fit into and the thing is, is that like there are some players that might not fit into like every single team right so you might have the money for it but is he gonna fit your team or you might not like even have the money but you might need him right so that's an issue. But like next season, I think Erling Holland will have a release cost of like 75 million. And I think that's a really big release cost. And that allows, you know, the team to pay the money and the amount they need for the players straight away without any neg- negotiations with the club. This tells us that Holland will be like one of the most in-demand players next year if he decides to stay at Dortmund. And Holland is like a goal-scoring machine. So now I'm just reading this straight off like an article, but like, Every major club in Europe will race to get a signature, as, as this is what they have said. 
And I think that the favorites to sign Holland would be Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Man City, or Man U, in my opinion. Barcelona. Barca can't Barcelona. sign them. Why? Is, um, they're, they're cap, right? They have tremendous, tremendous debt right now. They, yeah. they. That's why they wanted the the European Super League because they had they have absolutely no money because they splurged it on Coutinho. Yeah, I I think it makes sense to have a Super League, but at the same time, I don't think it makes sense at all either. Because like, oh, see, the oh, smaller no. teams, it, it, it's it's like it's like America, man. The richer get richer, and the the poor get you know more more poor, right? And if you think of it from like an economic perspective, I think it's fair. But like, if you think of it from like a, a team perspective, I don't think it's fair for the smaller teams. But like for the larger teams, yo, if I'm getting more money, right? If I'm getting like 20 million or I think it's like 20 million pounds or something, right? If I'm getting that much. Like, of course, I can like use that towards anything, marketing my team out, you know, maybe getting more better players, re-signing some old ones, you know, getting a better manager, anything. You can use this for anything. Like the possibilities are endless, right? So I, I understand how it's, it helps the, the bigger teams. But, like, at the same time, I don't know. Like, I have mixed feelings for, like, the, the Super League. So we talk about the Super League now? No, no, no. That was just, that was yeah. just like, a side. We'll keep that for another time. Yeah. There's, there's, there's got to be a big debate for that. It's going to be a big thing. Uh, can I just say one thing about the Super League? Yeah, go go on. Um. Well, if we're just looking at it, if we're talking purely American and the privatization of business, I mean, that, that was a ill-conceived time to, to put that. But if we're talking about the, um, the just privatization in, uh, inherently, when you get a bunch of billionaires into a sport in which they, all they really want to look for is money, you should expect something like the Super League to happen. Yeah. I agree with when that. we are praising our oil money, where we're praising our Roman of Bravoviches, even when we're praising, you know, like a Leicester City coach, right? Or FSG. not coach, sorry, owner, or any of these owners, man. They're all billionaires. Yeah, we're, they're all billionaires. They're all whatever the, what they are, right? You know, as soon as you get a billionaire into the league, as soon as you get these billionaires all over the world, right? This is what you should expect to happen. And that's a, that's not really a take by me. That's one that, uh, by Lawrence McKenna, but I I very much agree oh, with that take. Lawrence McKenna, the kickoff, yeah, I've seen that. Okay, yeah. Sumit, I'm specifically going to ask this question to you. But this year in Europe, other than Chelsea, City, all those teams, right? What do you, what team do you think's been like the best performing team so far? What team are you most impressed about? It could be in any of the top five. I I, I suggest maybe you're in the top five leagues. What team am I most impressed by? Yeah. I mean, I you know, I, I usually say Chelsea. I usually say, but I mean, looking at it, if we're talking about the top five leagues, Inter Milan, AC Milan, both those teams. Like, I, I just remember like a couple of years, I remember a couple of years back, we were talking about AC Milan being in the mud. AC Milan in the mud. But I mean, uh, what what are they in the Serie A? If they're someone can tell me, third or fourth, I believe. Third, they're third, they're third. Yep, they yeah, I mean, they're third. They, they, they're in a Champions League spot. Inter Milan, they got Romelu Lukaku and they've been going crazy this season. Fantastic this season. I mean, yeah, 
that it's, is true. it's very shocking. It's lie. very surprising. And it's, 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 it's just crazy to think, especially looking at Juventus. Juventus? Atrocious this season. It only highlights how good Inter Milan has been. On top of that, uh, Manchester United, second? Ole Gunnar Schalzheim? Jesus Christ. Who expected that? Genuine. Uh, did, did anyone here expect Ole, Ole to win it? Or not no, win it, but get to, get to second. I expect yeah, that is, that is that. quite crazy to me. Yeah. Uh, Barchester United. Um, Wait. I think the one the one team that I was really surprised about, and this team, it's quite close to me because it has a Canadian baller, a Canadian star, the Let's man go. that is the legend, Jonathan Davis. David, Leo. Yeah. They've dethroned Leo. I forgot to mention Leo. One of the richest teams on earth. Inter Milan, I love what they've done. Antonio Conte, one of my favorite coaches. He came to a Chelsea team that finished 10th the year before, won him the league. Played a five-back, played Victor freaking Moses, and made and Marcus Alonso on both the wings opposite, and he won the league. But what I've seen at Lille and what they've done this season, honestly, it's remarkable how they've managed to dethrone PSG. They got a 35-year-old Burak Yilmaz from Turkey. And he, for free, they got him for free. And he, he just absolutely ripped up Ligon. I think he got around 16, 16 goals in, in Ligon. Even Jonathan David also popped up. That, Jonathan Bamba popped up. That team is fantastic. Goals. Yeah. Very yeah, that exciting. team is fantastic. Almost. Jonathan almost David. Reminded. Yeah, exactly. Jonathan David, just the future. The future. I'm telling you, the future. On it's top of that, they have a. Yeah, go don't on. they have like a bomb? Bamba, yeah. Bamba, Akane, yep. Ikone. I don't know how to say his name, but yep. Renato Sanchez. Have, yeah, the star boy. Who expected Ronaldo Sanchez to win a league? Yeah, no, we've all thought of him as a flop. And I mean, he's starting for a, a league on team that isn't PSG, and they're winning. I mean, it's just a testament. I mean, it's it's just a testament to how early we write off a lot of players, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but, like, you know, honestly, now I think we're over, over time. Like, it, it's been, like, over 30 minutes. So, I'm going to cut this short here. Yo, Sumi, man, it was actually pretty great talking with you. And we hope you want to come back on more podcasts. So, yep. So, I guess that is it for this week's podcast, guys, as Rashid said. Yeah, so it was great having you, Sumi, and we hope to have you back again. And, uh, yeah, have more debates like this because it was actually hell entertaining to see you arguing with Addy. So, yeah. So, guys, that is it. Please like our episode if you enjoyed it and dislike if you've not enjoyed it. And give us a follow on our Instagram, after the buzzer sports underscore. Also, leave comments in our latest post to, to try and recommend the topics we could talk about in the next podcast yeah but this has been the 2021 ucl champions league ucl final prediction and our transfer talks as well and yeah don't forget to give us feedback because like you know we kind of need that like yo sumi you got anything to say um all i gotta say expect a warrior hat trick expect a z Brace, expect um, Mandy to score from goal. 7-0, 7 nil Chelsea. I'd expect it. That's that's all I can say. Uh, let's see, let's see. 7-0.
And let's see, let's see if that comes true. You know what I'm saying? Never say never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll cut that podcast from here. And bye.